It's Survivor's Friendly Fire Show, episode 221 for the midpoint of November 2022, the month that never ends because there's so many games to talk about. Good thing there are three of us this week. Uh, joining my co-host Ben Salter and I, Steve Wright, because that's my name, uh, we have former Survivor intern and now just like writer guy because he's he's done the internship. He's almost done his degree. We'll talk to him in a second if I shut up. Um, Ethan Dean, hi, welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. Um, fantastic, actually, um, because I have done the degree. I finished that. That's that's all over. Um, and I'm assuming I passed because I'm fantastic. Um, yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's been done. And yet contributor. I, I, I don't know what my title is anymore. Well, I don't even know. We'll figure it out right now. Your podcast special guest um, with clearly a uni uh, student webcam because you you look like someone's rubbed like star trek style like vaseline over your lens but it makes you look really yeah. good so any any like flaws there's like three pixels for your face so you can't really tell it's it's it works in your favor i'm not calling you ugly. A... oh please save me ben no <laughs> like usual steve you've run with something and i'm just gonna let you go you're digging yourself in deeper. Pretty much everything. That's your life, isn't it? You just dig yourself in deeper and, and that's it. I'm not going to be here to save you every time. Well, there you go. Um, this is the first... You guys have talked on, on Discord quite a bit, but you've never met in person. You were supposed to when we went to Paxos, but two of the three of us didn't go to Paxos. The one who did got COVID, so we can talk about that in a second, Ethan. I got it unrelated and Ben just kind of like dodged it. I, so. I can't get COVID, Steve. I've tried my hardest to get it. I can't get it. Well, Ethan, you don't have to tell us about your COVID at PAX, but how was PAX Oz since none of us went and, and we're living vicariously through you? Uh, super cool, actually, um, which I know is 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 not the general consensus on it. Um, I think I... Maybe this is a, a sorry thing to admit as a, as a burgeoning games journalist, but I'd never been to an event like that before. I've not been to a single PAX. I haven't been to a convention, um, which is weird because I'm into all that sort of the usual convention stuff, you know, anime, Marvel movies, all that, all that good stuff. Magic the Gathering, Warhammer, stuff that has conventions um, and stuff. So it was, yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, there was like heaps of people crammed in there, which is why I got COVID. Uh, but I got to do a bunch of cool stuff. Got to talk to Graham Struthers from Devolver, who's like a big important person or feels like a big important person to, to me. Um, I got to watch Warhammer games get played. Um, and I competed in, in Tekken. Um, Did you win? I won a single match um, as Horang, like mashing XO against someone who... I, I think is pretty good at Tekken, um, and then and then was soundly uh, destroyed by him. Uh, I'm assuming because he was mad. I openly admitted to, I got pulled up on stage and I had to talk for a little bit and stuff. And so I I openly admitted to not knowing how to play Tekken and and gave my strategy away. Hey, it happens to the best of us. I don't think Nintendo was there, or else they probably would have had some sort of Pokemon tournament, which sounds like it would be more up your alley. We'll get to that in a second, though. First, Ben, was your first, like, big convention the same one that I went to? Or am I... Uh, yeah, yeah, for games it was. Oh, yeah, that's true. What was your first other convention, then? I can't remember. This is so no. long ago, Steve. I don't recall what I was doing pre-2012. I must have gone to something. Oh, no, we went to E-Games in Melbourne in, like, 2009. I don't even like... know what that is. It was, uh, MMGN was, was called My Wii at the time, had a booth there, uh, like as a presenter for some reason. So yeah, it was, it was like a PAX before PAX and it was terrible. And yeah, I can't really remember it. We went to the pub after, so that's pretty much all I recall. Were you on like a panel? No, I don't think they had panels. I think it was like a walk. It was like a, we don't have game conventions in Australia. That's an excellent question. It must have been the convention center. It was like so long ago. Now, have we lost our recording because we lost Steve? I don't know what just happened there. Like my Discord shut down. So um, we're good. It's fine. And we'll just pretend like it didn't happen. 
So I missed a bit yeah. about something with the convention. I don't know. No, if that's all right. But you're like you're frozen now, and you're very like patchy. Technical issues are going to be a theme of today's show. I guess so. Yeah, doesn't like the three people. Uh, are we still recording? Yes. So okay, sorry. We can loop that back in. We're not a fact-based show. We're not um, a technically advanced show. I can't do words, so I don't know if I try to stop and figure out if my internet's going weird or what. Like, I, I have no idea. What do you guys think? I feel do we like... just play fast and loose or what? So, in, uh, from... From what I'm seeing now, compared to Ethan, your like your video feed is terrible quality. He's much better than you now. Although you've just come good. So I don't know what that's about. This might end up as a video, or not a video podcast, just an audio <laughs> podcast. And then no one gets to see Ethan's bad yeah, webcam, even though maybe all three of our webcams audio. look bad. So You guys look fine to me. This is just riveting, riveting radio or visual for people. Um, All right, that's right. You can fix that in post. Let's uh, let's, let's loop back in. Let's cut <laughs> that back in. Yes, I you can't can. fix any you of this. This is in. all the staying oh. in. Stuff it. Who cares? This is how the, the... What's that stupid saying? This is how the... Something is made. Anyway, it's uh, One, fine. this is how the sausage is made. Two, this is now an awful podcast and no one's going to be listening to this point. So let's just kick it straight into Pokemon and maybe... That will salvage something. Who has been playing Pokemon? It's almost like, sorry, before we do that, it's almost like all of these problems like could have been the best segue into Pokemon, Ben, but you squandered it. But anyway. No, because well, that's my frustration of playing Pokemon this week is I'm, I'm so fed up with things just not working. Uh, <laughs> I, I have not. It seems like you two have. My um mm. my camera, my crappy webcam was actually a stylistic choice because I, you know, wanted to be uh, thematic and I could make it really good if I wanted to, but I thought off the back of Pokemon, I would look like I was covered in soup uh, and move at five frames a second. Yeah, that's basically it. That's the game. It's well. Let, let's let's start there, shall we? The game's performance <laughs> has got to be the worst I've seen from a Nintendo published game since like the N sixty four era. Like it's slow, and it's not just frame drops. It's the whole game slows down to a crawl. Like it's full on like that. It's like everything slows down. The music slows down. The animation slows down. The tech speed slows down. Everything to the point where. Oh, yeah. Do you remember in like the 90s when you'd install a game and your PC didn't meet the specs and it would just play it slow? Like it's like that, that essentially happens. Have you yeah. had that, Ethan? Um, the only game I've ever played on PC was the copy of Age of Empires 2 that they gave you in the Nutrigrain box, well, which makes stuff. me feel like an OG. Um, but yeah, no, not a member of the Master Race. But yeah, no, I know. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows exactly what you mean in regards to the performance. Um, I got to the credits just before the show. I came home immediately after work and I was like, I'm going to pump this game out. I'm going to finish it so that I can really, really talk about it. And even the credits had frame dips. I'm also wondering whether or not I could have got it finished sooner if I wasn't playing it like a quarter of the speed that it was supposed to be. Mm. Um, I just, I don't, I, I don't know like the full process for developing and publishing video games, but I'm assuming there are like 50 sort of check and balance points that this would have had to go through. Um, and I just, I like, I can't believe they released it and charged people between 60 and $80, depending on what retailer they went to to get it. I got the game for free because, you know, uh, industry privileges or whatever, and I still feel a little cheated. Mm. I have so much to say on that. You, we, we had a code from Nintendo. We got a code from Nintendo at release because probably that very reason, they only gave out a select few pre-release because they probably didn't want people to see how slightly broken it was. One, slightly. Even, sorry, Ben? Well, you know, well, slightly broken. I don't know about that. Yes. But well, it's... whatever it is, I haven't played it. Two, like, you're just like, oh, I played that one PC game and it was like, that's that PC problem that Ben was talking about. But the whole point of having a console is that you generally don't have these types of problems because people are developing for a console and the whole idea of a console is that it's like this little self-contained unit that people know 
what they can get out of the console and how to perform with it. Three, the checkpoint that you were talking about, the last one there, before all or after all the 48 or 49 others that you're hoping exist, is, is this a Pokemon game and is it almost Christmas? And because those two things were yes, it doesn't matter about any of those other checkpoints, that's why it's out. I've said my piece, I haven't played it. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> Not a fact-based show. No. Uh, well, to that point, like the, the Pokemon company has released three games in 12 months now, which is a lot even for them. They normally release one a year. Every year there's a Pokemon game, except for 2020, which for obvious reasons skipped ahead. And I feel like they've tried to catch up by jamming in three within 12 months because we had like the Pearl and Diamond remakes then, what, two, three months later, we had Legends Arceus. And then that was Game Freak. And then nine months later, they've released the next gen of Pokemon, the new next mainline games. Why didn't they just delay Legends until now and then delay this until next year? I don't understand why they felt they had to get three out. They could have still had their Christmas game. They could have given that a little more polish. And then with another year, this would probably be a, a pretty solid game. So a lot of the um, discussion that I've seen online in the fan communities, and I can't speak to, you know, like the truth of this, but potentially these people know more than I do. As a franchise, Pokemon is wrapped up in the trading card game and the anime as well. And so not necessarily for Legends Arceus, like that could have been pushed back or whatever, but for something like this, for a mainline game where they bring out, you know, a bunch of new Pokemon and stuff, they mm. need to have the well, like i don't think they need to but they feel the need to have the game come out before those things can come out and so the delaying of one thing means the delaying of another and then i don't know like they get sad and don't make the money they think they were going to make within the allotted period of time they think they're going to make but i don't know if that's a good enough excuse for yeah what that's the reason that's the reason. And it's a lot of people have been saying poor Game Freak were made to do this by the Pokemon company. The Pokemon company is one third Game Freak. So they've made themselves do this. The other two thirds, one of that is Nintendo. And they would probably be willing to delay something to improve it if they had to. I don't think they would have been the holdup. I think it's all Game Freak deciding themselves, let's just get the money. As you say, probably because they've got all these other irons in the fire that they want to release together. Uh, and they know that people are suckers and that we will buy it no matter what. And it's uh, when not to go on a tangent here against Amazon, but they never shipped my copy because it was out of stock. So I was one of those people who pre-ordered it months ago when it was super cheap accidentally. And then it never shipped. And I asked them why. And the chat bot thing is just like, this product is currently out of stock. And so I'm like, what, well, what's the point of pre-ordering if you can't hold the pre-order? Like, it doesn't make... Anyway, that's a tangent. I went into JB. They didn't have any Violet stock left. Like, it's selling like crazy. Is Violet, like, the one to get? Because I know that's the one that Ethan got. Is that the one that you wanted, Ben? Or, like, is I that always, just you picked one? I always get the blue, like, side. So I can't change now, Steve. It's been, like, 20 years. I sort I'm of understand how Pokemon works, but I don't. Sorry, Ethan. Oh, like, it's just sort of every generation with the two games split, there's always sort of, like, not necessarily a red and a blue one, but there's, like, you know, like, one that skews red, one that skews blue, and I just like the aesthetics yeah. of the blue stuff. Like, I got Sapphire when Ruby and Sapphire came out. I got Black when Black and White came out. Diamond when Diamond Pill. It just, it goes on. I don't know. I've, I've got a thing for blue, um, and so I feel you there. I also... Like this is this has been there's there's been debates here and stuff and a lot of the people think that I don't know if I need to introduce this as a concept but the past forms from Scarlet like compared to the future forms from Violet look cooler but I kind of like the robots and I liked the robot Dragon better and he looked like a motorbike when you rode around on him and that was um, an important uh, choice. Uh, or a an important part of the decision for me as a grown man. Yeah, well, you need that. <laughs> so uh, I hate Pokemon. I don't hate Pokemon. I really like Pokemon. I like Pokemon Let's Go. I like Pokemon Go. I tried to play Arceus and I got through like three hours of tutorial and I just wanted to bash my head against a wall and stopped. Um, but <clears throat> I am keeping up with everything that's going on. And the weirdest thing that I've noticed, and like, well, I guess we're going to talk about the bugs because we have to, but like compared to a Cyberpunk 2077, like we gave it a nine and we said, it's great on this fancy ass PC that they sent us. And like, I was playing it on Xbox Series 
X, but it was the Xbox One version. And it was basically like, just don't play on Xbox One or PS4 because it's garbage. But if you have this like super powerful thing that like has way too much power than it needs, it's not bad. So nine, like that seemed like justifiable. Don't don't play it on this system. Play it on this if you can or wait. And with Pokemon, it's like it's marginally better on a post-2019 one, but if you have it on the older version, it's garbage and it's, like, handheld's worse than dock. Like, there's not really a definitive place to play on no. where I feel like you can justify a higher score. And, it's it, like, to me, it seems like Pokemon's kind of getting away with what Cyberpunk wasn't allowed to get away with. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I agree. I think this is more like Saints Row. So I'm I'm not surprised that they picked and choose their outlets to give it to, especially those who are on Metacritic. So we are, and obviously we haven't given it a score. I think it's setting, sitting around 75 or something like that at the moment. We probably would, you know, if I was reviewing, reviewing it right now, I would have given it a four-ish. That's what we gave Saints Row. I think it's similar. Like it's it's not good enough, maybe lower than that, to be honest. They picked and choose on purpose. It's it's not just the performance, it's the glitches as well, which is very Saints Row. I'm not sure if you played that, Ethan, but it's just like it's glitchy as hell. In the first couple of minutes, you walk down the stairs of your house and like I clipped straight through those stairs. And then like you can meet your starter Pokemon and I thought you were going to be able to like test them or something, but no, they just kind of walk near you, but you actually walk straight through them. Like it's just that level of dodginess, which you don't expect from a Nintendo game. That's what that little seal of quality on the back is meant to say, like we've tested it and that doesn't happen. That means nothing now. Take that off, Nintendo. You've had that for like 40 years. Get rid of it. This game's killed that. Uh, like it's, yeah, it's, it's Saints Row level of just not polished. Much better gameplay than Saints Row, but similar level of just glitchy as hell. And so I think... Oh, sorry, Steve. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, I think, I think that's the hard thing with the air. So um, oh, backpedaling a little bit, I didn't play Saints Row because I saw Steve gave it a four and I didn't even want to like check it out for sheer interest. Or was it 4.5? I don't know. Ben gave it, it was, a four. I just, I just oh, Ben gave it a four. General. Oh, I, look at me, <laughs> miscrediting. How, how very um, dare you. Get out of here. Anyway, but, sorry. Yeah, I think... No, I think I think the issue is like yeah, around the start of the game, it's so bad. Like in terms of yeah, like the glitching and things like that. I couldn't get out of my house. I had to turn the game on and off, and then it would let me leave. Um, and so there's all these sort of moments that I think are sort of like supposed to be like you know like poignant or whatever that just like they don't hit because you're moving at a quarter of the speed you're supposed to move at. The camera is like clipping through the ground and like in the in the pokemon battles themselves the ones that aren't like sort of the sort of split between two when you pokemon battle in the wild you can move the camera around if you want to but if you're battling at like a gym or somewhere fancy and important there's like fixed angles and stuff the camera angles on the pokemon battles in the wild and stuff like like the the default one before you shift it around and things like i can't see my pokemon and i'm a very aesthetic person and I like I, I catch the coolest looking ones because I want to watch them fight, um, and like yeah like like eighty percent of the time like I couldn't even get the camera into an angle that looked like a cool Pokemon battle, which was harsh me. But um, not yet, like I mean I I have trouble with other things outside the like the the frames and the glitches as well, like the the textures even when they are working. Uh, just really unfortunate. There's this moment very early on, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything for anyone. You know, in open world games where there's that moment where you see the vista, yeah, they like they position you at the top of like a cliff or something like that, and they're like, "Here yeah. it is." Your rival character takes you to the top of this lighthouse, and she she says, "She's like, look at it, beautiful nature as far as the eye can see." Is like the exact quote, and I'm looking and I'm just like. Where? Has it popped in yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, like even the stuff that has popped in, like you know, like the the yeah. rock textures just look like crap. The like the grass textures, and there's so much of it, um, and nothing's really defined. Like the things that like so you know, like the the rocks and the mountains that you see, like they look like blobs. You know, like everything just kind of looks like a blob, um, and yep. the textures don't help that because they just they accentuate the blobbiness of it. Well, like and like yeah. Sonic Frontiers got done in for its textures on on Switch, but like 
you can play it like kind of in the cyberpunk style like on a number of different platforms where it looks a lot better again can't do that for pokemon let's try to put a positive spin on some things um like bethesda's like fallout i love fallout um and some of my favorite things in fallout just is because there's like a dumb glitch but it's it's fun and almost in the same way with Cyberpunk 27, apart from, like, the T-poses and, like, breaking things, there's a lot of just, like, quirky, stupid things that, like, will make me giggle that don't impact the game, really, but just, like, are, ha-ha-ha, that's funny. I'll make sure I did a capture of that so I can never play that 30-second clip that I recorded ever again. Is Do you have, do either of you have fun glitches that aren't, like, falling through stairs or whatever else? Like half the time how the Pokemon are displayed are fun glitches in a sense. It's it's kind of fun because it's so bad. And if you don't laugh, you cry level of like, that's not what I expect from this level of game type of glitch. Uh, and we like, we expect that from a Bethesda game. That's kind of their thing to be glitchy and a bit shit. Like that's what Bethesda do. And you'll notice that Ghostwire Tokyo is now $19 six months after release. That's every Bethesda game. They're just tanking quality uh, in price. Uh, Nintendo games stay at full price for their whole life and they normally get like one or two patches. Like go check your version number on a Switch game and it's like version 1.012 or something. Like they don't really need it. They normally ship pretty much ready to go and they maybe patch out a couple of things that they didn't notice but doesn't really matter. That's not this. Like I kind of feel like it's it's just so rare for a Nintendo game to just have so many weird things happening and they they keep happening just check twitter or hive or whatever the new thing is that we're going to be on tomorrow to see like just a deluge of constant gifts that are just like pokemon appearing through characters that's the whole game well i am um, fun <laughs> no <laughs> look um no no like it's like i've seen i've seen funny stuff like you know there's a there's a glitch where if you take a, a selfie in the in the the fantastic new photo mode that they have you kind of fly up into the air as if you were you know struck by the giant club in skyrim um i had a very unfun glitch so there's like um there are pokemon in the wild special ones they're like covered in sparkles and stuff like that because they terrestrialize like they get covered in crystals and their type oh, changes outside of the raid ridiculous <laughs> oh i'm on top of it um I think like I was I was hyped for this game. I know I I, I know all all the nomenclature um, because I really wanted to enjoy it. Um, in in I know I'm going off track again here, Steve. But with what you were saying about you know sort of the options to play this game on, I played this game on a limited edition Scarlet and Violet Switch OLED that I bought because. I needed an OLED, and I I, nice. was, I wanted the game to be good. Um, but back to my non like etchings on the sides, you can't see them because it's like each Joy-Con was basically like three pixels on my screen. But we'll take no, how, the fans. How, how we just saw that was like a texture in Pokemon. It was very <laughs> accurate. So again, thematic. <laughs> um, the 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 fancy the fancy engravings are more on the actual on the dock. dock itself but there are there are some little academy sigils on it um but back to my unfun glitch yeah so um ben will know what i'm talking about here there's like very sparkly pokemon in the wild that you can see and they terrestrialize mm. and you can have a little battle with them um and like there was a period where it happened about three times in a row the sparkles were there and they were moving about, but the Pokemon was not there. And I was like, oh, maybe I can just walk into it anyway and I'll initially hate the battle and it'll be a fun surprise to see which one it was. But because the Pokemon was not there and the sparkles were there, I couldn't I couldn't have the battle. And I couldn't I tried like flying away and flying back and stuff like that. And it just it just it just wouldn't work for me. So yeah, like all the all the glitches I experienced were super unfun and really disappointing. Um but I know you. Uh, well, I know you said that you wanted to talk about positives. Um, and like, stuff. look, if we and have I to wanted... the bottom of the barrel, like we don't have to. But hopefully, there's some good no, bits. Oh, well, there are. I want to try. Um, and so, because like the Pokemon formula is the Pokemon formula, and that like always works for me. It does something for me. There's a reason I was excited about this game, even after Sword and Shield. I, I like I was fine with Sword and Shield, but I don't I don't play competitively or anything like that. I like go through the story every time and I build my little team and I give them fun names and and and, and do all that. And so that's obviously still here um and done slightly better than Sword and Shield. Um so 
like and i think that's what's keeping people going and that's what's making people defend it and stuff like that is like underneath it it's still a pokemon game and there are some changes and stuff that are like for the better and enjoyable and things like that but even if they weren't there it would still be a pokemon game and that's just like good enough for some people and that's why everyone's pre-ordered it and and is telling me i'm a bad person online for pointing out that maybe it was a little scummy to 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 push it out so quick as we used to say frequently ben put that on the box slightly better than sword and shield ethan dean well, I I think the underlying game is actually really good. Like they've changed things more than they have previously. They've pretty much followed the same formula for 25 years and they've slightly mixed it up in that you've now got the three different story threads, even though they're so similar in there. They're essentially, you know, go to fight against this same type of Pokemon, which is a gym leader, but in different ways. They're very similar themes, but like you can do it a bit differently. You can go wherever you want. I went the wrong way initially. There's a clear way you should go to get to that first gym if you want to go to the gym first. I went through the different door and then I'm trying to get around and I can't get through because there's like a lake in the like a river that's trying to block me. And then I used a glitch where on your little motorbike Pokemon man, you can go backwards and jump like up where you're not meant to be able to get. And then I'm like, I'm with my level 10 Pokemon up against these like level 50s because I shouldn't be there yet. So that's a fun glitch actually uh, that I used to my advantage. And it's that level of open world that's it's more interesting. And I can see what they're trying to do. And I don't know about... Well, you wouldn't have done this, Steve. You might have done this, Ethan. Uh, back in the primary school days of like Pokemon maybe Gold and Silver, talking about how great it's going to be to have like a 3D Pokemon game on consoles on like the GameCube or PS2 type of days. And this is kind of what we're expecting. It just happened 20 years later, but it's kind of what we're expecting. Finally, it kind of looks the same as well as what it would have looked then. Uh, a little bigger scale now, like it wouldn't have been this big back then, but it, it's kind of that has finally happened. It just needed another year to to polish out all the kinks and deal with the glitches. So when you I go would to have that for another level three higher place, can you get any Pokemon or are you just in like battles where you're getting stomped? Like, is there level? You're getting stomped. You're not meant to get, I mean, that's the part of the difference. It's It's very Breath of the Wild in that you can go where you want. I'm not meant to be there and that's kind of its thing. I talked you can, you um, you Oh, no, no, it's all good. You can catch those Pokemon, but they won't listen to you until you get, like, X amount of gym badges and stuff, which I think is better than what Sword and Shield did. Like, Sword and Shield flat out just wouldn't let you catch them if they were too high a level. Like, if you were in the wild area and stuff, it would just, like, it would mark off the Pokemon as, like, a very strong Rhyhorn or whatever it happened to be. Um, And, yeah, you just flat out couldn't throw a Pokeball at it, or maybe you could throw a Pokeball at it, and it just, like, would fail every time. Um, But if you've like one good thing about like heaps of items everywhere as you're exploring the open world and stuff like usually when you're playing like one of the more linear older pokemon games like you come across a little pokeball with an item in it like very sparsely and stuff and like i felt like i couldn't like rotate the camera without seeing like six different items that i could go and pick up and so if one of those happens to be an ultra ball and you get into an area with like you know level 35 pokemon you can throw the ultra ball at it first time and if, if if you get it you get it and if you if you don't get it then it then it then it crushes you um and things but it's possible but then when you do get it yeah like you can't battle with it using it but that's a that's a pretty big change to the formula like it was always you just follow the path to the next town and there's a snorlax who happens to be sitting there so you can't go that way you can only go the other way and it really would guide you along and your exploration was kind of limited to just going back to some places you used to go because now you can get rid of a rock or cut a tree branch and you can get to a small new area. And that was it. Like now you can go pretty much anywhere you want from the start, aside from a few spots that it kind of locks you out of. But like you can explore if you want. And that's quite different. You could just go catching Pokemon for hours without touching a gym if you wanted to. Uh, so like there's, there's promise there. It just needed more time to deliver it in a way that was actually fun to play. And it still is kind of fun. It's just, it's a bit frustrating when you, as you say, uh, you're kind of walking around at like half pace and I just want to get over there, man. Like it's taken forever. Yeah. Have you tried the two Joy-Con thing where you go faster? Oh yeah. Does that work no. or does that just like, if you go fast, do you still like get the weird frame rate dip and then you're not actually going any faster because broken? Don't know. I haven't tried it. No. Not a fast I think that's sort of like, I think that's sort of what hurts it so much, yeah, is, like, the whole point of the game is that you're allowed to go and explore and be free and open and stuff like that, but the actual doing of that because of the performance of the game, like, 
can be a bit of a chore. Um, I think particularly when, like, so, you know, you have, you ride Pokemon, you have your motorbike dragon, to, like, regardless of what version you're playing, um, to get you around faster. But because of how poorly the game's optimized when you're on your motorbike dragon, yeah. it's even worse it's, than it usually is. At least early days, before there's any upgrades to that, I kind of feel like it's slower than just walking or slightly mm. running, whatever your guy does. So, like, it's weird and very annoying i did notice that too and i was wondering why sort of like the the boost ability or whatever i feel like they could have cut that out for something different um and that could have just been like straight away because yeah like before i beat that first titan pokemon um so the titan path where you fight, fight giant pokemon is is where you get your like your ride upgrades, which are basically like the HMs of this generation. Like they're what allow you to traverse different things and stuff. And so I think that's sort of like, maybe I, maybe I feel a little lied to, cause I know all the trailers were like, Oh, like go anywhere and stuff. And like all the discussion was like, Oh, you're going to be able to go anywhere right away and stuff. And like, you know, they're like, Oh, like you can choose your own adventure. You can choose your, your path. And like, you don't have to do everything. You can just do the things you like, but if you want to, if you want to go everywhere on that dragon, then you have to beat that um, Titan path, which is fine because yeah. I was always going to beat everything anyway. And I thought, like, I mean, who wouldn't, you know, like, who wouldn't get the most out of their game that they could? Um, but like, I know we talked about how there's like freedom to it and stuff, but there's also not. Yeah, having having just finished it. One, how long did it take you roughly? And two, did you play kind of each of the three stories one by one or did you jump between them? And if someone was starting now, where would you suggest they start? Which one should they go for first? Um, so, oh man, I should know the time that it took me. I should have noted that. I would say probably about like 25, 30 hours, but I was sort of, I, I wanted to finish it before this um and thing so i was you know like i was doing bits and pieces like using the experience candies to sort of like you know like power level my pokemon um and things not to the point where i was too strong for the challenges because then so with what you're asking about did i segment the storylines or anything like that no i i i sort of i felt my way around like what the level of the area was um and then i was like oh okay like i'm like you know like i'm doing fine here like you know my pokemon are level 25 the wild pokemon are you know level 20 to 25 and stuff so this is obviously where i'm supposed to be i'll do the things that are around here um and just sort of like took it on like that um and so eventually i got to the point where yeah i sort of like i had the final three things for or what i assumed were the final three things and they and they may not have been um i i mean i could probably google it and stuff but i had no way of knowing for sure but they like they felt appropriately challenging the final like the ends of the storylines um and yeah so i did all of those straight after each other and then um when i say i finished it i did the post game as well oh, wow. um which is yeah, yeah yeah like i got to the the credits and stuff um and things and so like it did fix some things for me that post game segment like one of the big problems i had was like yeah like you have this open world it's a lot of fields a lot of fields um i didn't feel like there were a whole lot of like distinct biomes like that i like like technically there are but i mean like in sword and shield yeah there's the magical mushroom forest before you get to balanly with the fairy gym i think that's the name of the town i don't know and then there's like a little ruin segment that you kind of like walk around and have to like wind your way through and then even in like older pokemon games you know there's ice caves there's there's sort of there's like areas with really tall grass and pine trees everywhere and stuff like that and i didn't feel like there was a lot of that in this game and even when it was it was really shallow it was like the grass is a different color um and you know or like you know there's snow but in the snow area there's like no trees everything's like super bare nothing's dense when you get to the end game and you go into the is it spoilers you, you go into the big crater you know you go in there it's there for a reason it's on the map um it's really interesting looking um 
and there's like set pieces in there and like there's interiors in there you can go inside places and stuff well, well like one particular place and it's really involved and it looks really cool and the story takes a wild turn that i'm just like i'm not gonna say what happens there um i definitely think violet is the better version to have given what happens in there um too bad must be what it's all about. scarlet too bad scarlet yeah yeah, sorry guys. I mean, I'm sure it'll still be cool, but um, yeah, definitely uh, with the future focus of Violet, I think um, what goes on in there makes a lot more sense. Yeah, well, that's good to hear because generally I would say the Pokemon games have followed the same structure and had varying degrees of successful stories, more suck than not suck. So good to hear this one has a twist that sounds at least promising and interesting and worthwhile getting there. I think a lot of people probably drop off before they get there. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Um, because it, it did like it didn't like. I don't know I enjoyed the game. Yeah, like I don't want to say it saved the game for me because I don't necessarily think that it needs saving. It needs fixing. Um, it's another one of those play twenty hours and it starts to get good ones. Oh god. No, oh, god. it's not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 still not that. And like, uh, and I know this is a really common caveat. It's like for a Pokemon game. So I will say, look, the story, the stories were were good for a pokemon game but you know like <laughs> that's that's not saying a whole lot like i think the last pokemon game i played that had a really like interesting and like you know sort of like like a more complex narrative was black and white slash black and white 2 and they were the ones that everybody hated for a good long while not anymore so I'm, I'm they not got saying way that, worse after that. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm not on. saying this is going to happen. I feel like Game Freak has probably moved on to like the next game that yeah. they're working on, and they probably didn't have a lot of time to work on this because they were still finishing up the one before it. So like in a in a magical world where somehow this post launch support is amazing and fixes like the the clipping and fixes the falling through the world and texture pop ins and frame rate and everything else. Like Ben Ben mentioned a score like in this theoretical review that he hasn't written which was a four like if all these kind of technical things were fixed where would that yeah. kind of sit in your minds and you have to give a number but like you could be it's simple as like would you recommend it now and would you recommend it if not before if a lot of this technical the technical stuff was fixed Longest well that's about ever. four questions but uh I know. i'm gonna i'm just gonna <laughs> answer the bit that i think or at least reframe it is it worth playing now is basically what I got from that. Or should you wait until this is somewhat patched, which then kind of loops us back to what could they actually fix in that Nintendo developers and Game Freak are not really experts in fixing stuff in the same way that CD, CG Project Red kind of went for two years fixing Cyberpunk. They're not going to do that. They're going to release two more games by then. So I don't know. I think some of it's down to the Switch's hardware is limited and there's a degree of that. But I think a lot of it is just this game is not optimized very well and it's not finished like all the glitches could be fixed that's nothing to do with the hardware the the general falling through the world and all the clipping and the dodginess i think the slowdown could be fixed as well but it will take time uh i don't think it's worth waiting necessarily unless you're happy to play this a year from now you may as well wait it'll cost the same then um that there's no guarantee they fix any of this i think they might do a couple of patches to fix some of the game breaking stuff anything where people are getting stuck in houses or that level of glitch they'll probably fix I'm not sure the frame rate or the slowdown or any of that stuff will ever be fixed. I think this might be the game. Like, prove me wrong, Game Freak, but they don't have a track record of that stuff. So I just don't see it. I kind of feel like they'll move on to the next thing and the next dollar. So I hope they don't. I hope they fix it. But I would say play it. If you're going to play it, play it in its current state. Doesn't sound like a glowing recommendation, but maybe Ethan has something different to say. No, it's a good game. It's a no. good game. But it's just, it's, it's broken and hard to play. Hmm. And so, yeah, so, like, uh, off the back of that, like, I like I still enjoyed myself because I really enjoy playing Pokemon. I think it's really fun. I think, like, the changes they've brought to this one, like, for, for the most part, are, like, for the good. There's all sorts of quality of life changes in there and stuff that just sort of, like, have seemed like no-brainers for the longest time, and a lot of it has come sort of off the back of Legends Arceus and stuff. Um, I, I can't say whether or not they'll I, I don't necessarily think they'll fix it i hope they improve it but i mean look i got to the end of it um and i'm not mad that i got to the end of it i'm 
just disappointed in game. Put free. that on the box. Um, yeah. Not mad. Disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, like with what Ben was saying. Yeah. Like you know, like the, there is a switch hardware issue, but there's not for other things. You know, like like Xenoblade has been good. Breath of the Wild has been has been good. Like you know, like there's The Witcher Three. Like somehow, like the fact that you can even like open The Witcher Three on that thing. Like there are people out there who can use this hardware properly and like work well with it. And like Game Freak doesn't really have a good history of that. But given how much money like the the conglomerate of Pokemon makes, like. I don't want to tell people what to do with their lives or whatever, but maybe it's time to expand the team a little bit. And, you know, like if you, like, I know you have like your workplace culture or whatever and stuff, like you can still have your core team who, you know, like does the things that you want to do, but like maybe it's time to hire some people who know how to do what they want to do. Or the next version of Pokemon's just like cloud version like every other game mm. that's like a little too <laughs> not able to be optimized for the Switch, which is a horrible idea. It's would... not going to happen, but I jest. They could call it Pokemon Cloud version. Sounds like a Pokemon game. You know what? Nintendo would release a game called Pokemon Cloud and it wouldn't be a cloud game. Like, that's the type of thing they'd do. <laughs> it would mm. still, for some reason, require Nintendo Switch Online for no <laughs> actual benefit, but... <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, this game doesn't even have cloud saves. That's that's what they would do. That's like meta Nintendo level of just not doing the thing correctly. Anyhow. Ethan, I know that you have that uh fancy console. It came with a version of the game, right? Or no? Uh no, it did not. Really? Uh, but I knew I was getting mine. I I knew I was getting mine for free. Uh, no, it came out a couple of weeks before the game came out. Um came with, like, the whole reason I Obviously. I I still no, no. I still thought we might be getting an earlier review code, and I was like, "Oh, I, like you know, like what if I what if I don't get it? Because because my switch isn't the best switch." So I was like, "Oh, well, I'm going to get this anyway." Plus, it was like my graduation present to myself. Um, I was allowed one big spend. Uh, it's what, like, it's, it's it. a good console. The OLED switch is good. It looks good. And actually, mm. even though people were saying it runs poorly in handheld mode, it runs poorly in both modes. I actually think it looks better in handheld mode. Those shitty textures are harder to see, and they, they're just kind of bright colors that pop on the OLED in handheld mode. So as a handheld game, which this is, it's not that bad looking. Like, it's it's when you're playing it on your 4K TV that you kind of like, Ugh, that's an awful mm. rock. But it's It, it performed better for me in handheld as well. Yeah, which is strange. Um, Normally, they allow the Switch to kind of have more power in docked mode, but it seems like... Mm. That's, prob that's probably later in the list for Game Freak and they haven't gotten around to that yet. So it's like, it seems to run in handheld mode. too much power. On both. Yeah. It's, I think that might be the issue. Like it's not a fact-based show. We're not Digital Foundry. I have no idea. My guess is it's allocated too much memory in docked mode, which then causes the memory leak to be worse. And so it slows down even more when you're playing docked. Not a fact-based show. That's a random guess. It just runs horribly in dock mode. Well, we're all, we're all just speculating here. <laughs> well, that's this. That's all the show is. It's it's. Is it weird to play a Pokemon game on your TV anyway? Like because this is like literally the yeah. handheld franchise. Surely, I think a lot of people are just going to be playing it handheld just because otherwise it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game. Or yeah, no. it still feels like a handheld game to me. It, it feels like a actually quite an impressive handheld game. Like the scope of the size of the world is impressive still to me as a handheld game. I never would have thought you'd get this in a handheld when I was a kid. So it, that's amazing. It's just when you play it as a console game, it's quite disappointing visually. So it's mm. it's kind of a mixed bag. In, on one hand, it's still quite impressive, even though this is so old in terms of hardware. And on the other side, it's it's quite disappointing. So it's, yeah, I think way. it's sort of, there's... um. There's this thing that comes up, like it's like it feels like every time a Pokemon game comes out and stuff, the discussion is like, oh, it's it's a step in the right direction, and they keep taking steps in the right direction, but like eventually you've just kind of got to get there. Like they're like, I was like like I was partly impressed by it, but then like you know like when I'm out in the open world, like I can't go into any buildings. There's no one to talk to, except trainers. Like there's no like. There's no NPCs out like out in the open world, like in the towns and stuff. Yeah, fine and stuff. But there's no one that you come across that isn't a trainer. That's like, oh, hey, like here's a little piece of like contextual information about this area and stuff. Because 
and may, like maybe the open, oh no, uh, maybe the open world wasn't the best step and stuff because the areas feel like they have no character and stuff. And the reason that there's no NPCs out there in the world is like, oh, like these are like you know like the ruins of somewhere or oh my god, this is X or Y lake where this happened a long time ago is because there's none of that to be had. Um, and so I think like it's an impressively sized open world, but it's not really dense. Um, and I think that's like gonna be what the next step needs to be for them. Yeah. But once they once they work out how to do this, probably maybe. I, I think that's probably a level of design where they were just limited by the hardware. There's like the switch mm, can mm. do an open world, but it can't do a dense open world that's at least lively and active. So that is probably partially why. But also they, as you say, they're behind the time game freak and they always have been in terms of their development level and trying to push things forward. So they'll probably try that not in the next game, not in the one after that, maybe on like the Switch 3, whatever that is two consoles from now when we're back to like three screens and waggling around, like whatever Nintendo do then, maybe about then. And I'll okay. be 40 and playing it. Well, yeah, exactly. nothing wrong with being 40, though I don't play Pokemon. Um, it's, we're at 45 minutes. So we, we maybe we're going to talk about the 20th anniversary of a whole bunch of stuff in 2002 being great. But you know what? I'm going to save that for another show because mm. we're getting to the end of the year and not a lot is happening. So... Look I apologize. I had amazing... too many, too many Pokemon thoughts. That's fine. It's, it's that was the whole point of bringing you along. Um, I think it's safe to say that it's not going to be up for uh, Nintendo Switch Game of the Year on Survivor's program anyway. No, uh, that's an obvious game for that. I can't believe that's up for debate. Kirby, it's a great <laughs> we'll, game. We'll talk about that uh, probably very shortly at some other time. One more segment to get through because, Ben, we have one again. This week in mm. delays, what's the latest victim? You could guess this. It was so obvious. Dead Island 2, which the original version of this was announced, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, like, ages ago. And then it got cancelled and something happened. Anyway, it was meant to be out. It's now coming, apparently, on the 28th of April, 2023, I wouldn't hold your breath. I don't know if this game's ever being released. It's got like Duke Nukem 3D written all over it. Well, I we played get to it. See of Thieves again. You it, played, I played it? it. I played it. Sorry. I was thinking of the other pirate game that Ubisoft are doing that I don't care enough about yeah. to know the name of. Skull and Bones. I, I forgot you. Skull and Bones. It. That's the one. We're getting Skull and Bones again. Well, maybe. It'll put, I, I played Dead Island 2. It looked all right. It. Just looked, so why is it delayed? I don't know. Because mm. they showed me a, a 30 minute vertical slice and that's not a full game. So they needed the extra at, time in addition to the at, extra years that they've already had. At least they went to like late April. They haven't jammed it into that like March-ish time when every other game ever is releasing next year. Horrible decisions. Yeah, well, it is what it is. They saw the, um, they saw the Pokemon discussion and they're like, it probably is fine. But maybe yeah. it's not. It yeah. could also be play on. This is Deep Silver looking at what happened with Saints Row, being like, "Oh God, we can't, we cannot do that. This one again." Um, and rightfully so, if that's what they did. And maybe Game Freak should have taken a note from the same playbook. Yep. You know, what? we're in favor of delays. If it needs to be delayed, it should be delayed. Yes. And dead air means it's time to go. Ben, how do we find you first? What are you up to? What's going on? Oh, I have no idea. I'm still on Twitter currently. Ben underscore Salter. Who knows how long that will last? That's it. I have nothing going on. I've got nothing to play. That's a lie. I'm playing Pokemon and all the other games. So, uh, But I've got nothing to say about them besides what we've said today. You've signed up to Hive, I know. Have you Have you signed yeah. up to the wait oh. list on Post News? No, Hive is garbage as it turns out. Uh, the at, like When you secure your handle, anyone can get it. So I can get an at Survivor right now. You don't actually secure your handle. They're not, this Hive site is not ready. They haven't made it, they haven't oh. locked it down. There can be like 10 at Survivors. Oh, well, I signed at Survivor up just for that reason, thinking I was securing it. Well, that was dumb. Yeah. What about well, Mastod that, Mastodon? No, first of all, is that what it's called? Anyway. Mastodon. Uh, <laughs> no, don't put an A in there. That's everybody's no. problem. It's just Mastodon. Okay. Well, too complicated. Yeah, I don't get it. Too complicated. I'm just going to leave the internet, I think. It's probably for it's, the best. 
Mm. Well, Ethan just got Twitter really and was getting used to Twitter, and now it's well, Are you it's always into been it now? a burning That's, trash fire. But oh, like I'd I'd had Twitter for a while, like throughout the journalism degree, they were like, Twitter's really important. You need to have Twitter. You need to be active on Twitter. You need to do Twitter. But because I was doing uni. I was I was I was not doing that a whole lot um, and things and yeah I just sort of started to like get into the flow of it and occasionally tweet some thoughts oh I had things to tweet yeah I was writing articles and I was like oh look what I did um, and 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 now it's in 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 disarray and I I don't know about the future of Twitter if you do want to find me there and see me post every like eight days it's Ethan Dean Journo well there you go it will it's- probably be that on whatever we migrate to. It's probably better that you didn't really get sucked into Twitter, to be honest. And because you tweet so infrequently, it means if people go to your handle, it's really easy to see things like your interview with Graham uh, Struthers and things. Whereas with me, it's just me bitching about most things. Yeah. Neighbors. Only go go to Steve's Twitter if you want to see his tweets from 2008. That's whether you've purged them now. I deleted them all. Good material. Anyway, oh, so uh, you know, oh god, friend of the, friend of the show, former host actually, Tano says that Twitter's staying around. He thinks we're all wrong, and it's it's just going to boom. Like, so who knows? Maybe it will still be here. Well, I just want to see the farewell. Um, I'm S right AU on things. I guess you can be S right AU on things too. Oh yeah, for I'm all I know. So impersonate me. I'm not paying verification money to to try to correct that. Um, I did a devil. The Devil in Me review, uh, the latest Dark Pictures one. Ben, if you haven't played it yet, really good. A um, whole bunch of Marvel Midnight Suns interviews are on the site. Um, I tried playing through that game, and it's just like, strategy-wise, it's like endlessly too complex for me to have to want to sit down for very many hours to try to figure out. Luckily, Stuart's on that for the review. Um, that's it. Survivor.com is where all of us right occasionally maybe you guys have to do something for pokemon and like stick it to the metacriticness or something i don't know we'll figure it out too late now but i mean i did do that for gta trilogy just because they tried to do the same thing with the old here it is here's the code on release day but they that was different they didn't pick and choose they did it to everyone got the code on release day so it was kind of like there are no reviews still and we need to tell them how bad this game is so actually very similar the glitches in that game and in pokemon almost identical but you guys both were complaining about the game. Then you're like, yeah, it's pretty good, though. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like a weird thing. That's... It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Pokemon like, gets this hold on you that it's actually still fun to play. It's just, it's also garbage at the same time. It's, I can't explain it. It's the power of Pokemon. Um, you know, you both love and hate it. Um, if you, if you, if you want to publish something for Pokemon, um, I'm a little kinder than Ben. You can just put a picture of a six. Hmm. <laughs> Too generous. We'll Anyhow. have to discuss that. Um, <laughs> we will also have to have you back on again, Ethan. Maybe maybe we'll get you a webcam review and a microphone review to do or something. We'll like beef Just up your, your, free your stuff. Your yeah. stuff. <laughs> we'll put you to work. Don't worry. Um, but thank you for joining us. It's been a delight. Not only yeah. having you on this show, but having you as an intern and, and having you continuing to be involved in things as we progress. I hope it was a great experience as you finished your degree. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic, and on the off chance that any journalism students are listening to this, hassle Steve for an internship because it was awesome. Um, yeah, you're gonna make me blush. No, I, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed coming on the show. Thank you guys for having me. I would love to come back and <laughs> and just shred another poor video game. Hopefully not. And sorry, we <laughs> indirectly gave you COVID that one time. No, it's fine. It was totally worth it. Um, I'd do it again. I got a, I got a week off, you know, my day job, um, which is all you can hope for. Well, there you go. We're rambling. So say goodbye, Ethan. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Ben. Bye.